Aha. Well, that's uh, that's good news. I think I think you can all you should be all hearing me. I can see green lines in front of me. Uh, marvelous, right? Uh, hello, everyone. Um, how, how are you all doing? Welcome. Uh, I'm guessing quite a few of you uh, joining. Oh, I tell you what, I better do. I better, I better do this. I better go. I better do the old. Uh, better do the old quote. We we are live action, right? Uh, 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 Crossrail. Rail Natter Extravagant. It's uh, marvellous. This is exactly the content you want, isn't it? Uh, there we go. Marvellous. There we go. Tweet. And probably then just pin that tweet. Look, look at that. It's good stuff. Marvellous. Get everyone involved and, and joining us here. Hello, 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 everyone. Oh, my goodness. So... Uh, yes, the sound. I'm here. It's on time. Mostly, uh, Raphael saying Mr. Beck must be turning in his grave. Uh, rule number one was look at the system and work out what design might suit it best, and not stay with the design and squeeze everything you into it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, hello, hello. Right, let's let's do this thing. Um, tonight we are going to be talking about why Crossrail isn't a tube line, why the tube map needs reti retiring, rewiring. I mean, both, actually. Uh, and, and some other London woes. We're generally going to kind of chat about a variety of things uh, tonight. Nice, relaxed episode, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll get there. Firstly, um, the COVID stats are fresh off the, fresh off the press. Uh, I've stuck a yellow line in for the, for the timetable change. But I, to be honest, I don't know if it's going to make any difference, actually. Uh, if I just squiggle over here. So, road is pretty stable at around about. 100% generically, but it's obviously there are some shifts within the types of transport. Uh, bus services look fairly stable as well, and I'd say that rail, again, pretty stable at the, around the 80% mark. It's around 80 to, to 85% uh, there. Lovely. Um, yeah, but not not much to report. I, I, we might see, you know, we might uh, we might we might see a bit of a tail off um, if uh, if the the timetable hits hard. But no no particular evidence that it is at this point, which is which is good news actually. Good news. The news. First of all, yeah, I was, I've been on various news things talking about this today. Um, Twenty five thousand plus RMT members say yes. Now this is majority network rail. A lot of people are talking about train operating companies because no one's doing their research but this is a majority network rail so this is track engineers signalers um safety critical staff across network rail uh as you know okay the uh, the desk jockeys are more likely to be represented by tssa but the rmt covers a lot of frontline staff uh, and some back of house staff and yes the train operators uh, are also included within that but the majority of it is network rail and um and, and yeah they've, they've said yes and we should be supporting them it's not this is not a Union battles where I'm more, um, I'm less immediately willing to just fall in line, allowing it to run more effectively. Uh, and it's not about safety; it is about um, kind of the role of, of of staff within that arrangement. And, and and frankly, you know, that's it's a battle they're fighting, but that's part of modern, of, of, of valuable modernization and, and making the system run better. Not least the introduction of the uh, of the triple sevens. This is not about that. This is first and foremost about the cuts to the rail network, whether it's service cuts, whether it's job cuts, um, whether it's cuts to projects that have been kind of long planned. First and foremost, this is all about cuts. This is all about cuts. So um, 
Uh, yes, so uh, I would say absolutely support the RMT, and indeed I was on the the news or BBC Radio News, uh, BBC Radio Leeds this morning, uh, chatting to Richard Stead about it. Um, uh, thanks for having me on, Richard. We have a good had a good chat. I had a bit of a long chat with uh, Radio York. I don't know when that went out though. So um, yeah, um, actually, I was I was talking about Crossrail and various local news web, uh, kind of radio local radios yesterday. But I don't know which because I did did like the pre-record thing with an agency that then spits spit it out. So I, I might have been popping up all over the place yesterday. But today I've been talking about unions and about the strike. So um, solidarity to the RMT. Uh, yeah. Next, uh, talking of which, you know, talk about those cuts. Uh, I just this is one of kind of several articles I've been spotting. We kind of a local uh, churn feed. This is dside dot com referring to um, kind of North Wales. Northeast Wales, um, and uh, yeah, just saying uh, calls for train services between North Wales and London to be reinstated to pre-pandemic levels. It's just a reminder how little of the network, um, you know, how many parts of the network are still seeing reduced train services, not least with the new timetable. You know, this is this is bonkers. People want to be travelling by train, and we should be allowing them to. So uh, it's going to be it's bad news if we're going to keep until December running this reduced timetable. And I absolutely hope that the December timetable is a ramp up. There are challenges at the moment with training. There are challenges with driver training that's making it very difficult to run a full timetable. And and people do want reliability and be, to be able to know their train is definitely going to arrive. But it absolutely needs to be fixed by December. It's just not good enough for it not to be fixed by December because we need people to be choosing the train and, and they're being that, that choice is being taken away from them at the moment. It's incredibly frustrating. Um, so uh, that's that. Bring back our trains, say various local news sites and local business organisations and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi, Richard. Richard Clinic here uh, doing a little tweet, uh, very interesting, which is um, that uh, Alstom are testing one of their 180s that's been retrofitted with um, with uh, Atlas II uh, European Train Control System, ETCS, and then being tested at Old Dolby. Um, this is a... Yeah, this is this is test... You know, basically, do you remember, does anyone remember the digital railway? Well, it is still happening. Um, and uh, all of the literature that said it could potentially transform capacity has disappeared because it, it never was going to. It's essentially a like-for-like replacement in terms of capacity in most cases. There are some benefits, certainly. But the, the broader benefits are about just modernizing the way that we control train systems. You know, it's and, and kind of probably the main benefit of um, of what is essentially another description of, of in-cab signaling and, and all the other stuff that's associated with it. Um, it's not the removal of line-side equipment, It's although that's a sort of a... a a kind of a contributing factor to the main benefit. The main benefit is that we cannot renew all of the failing, all of the signalling systems across the UK or across GB that are currently reaching life expiry cannot be renewed quickly enough with conventional signalling. So we have to do something different. We have to innovate. This is a situation where innovation is is kind of a correctly applicable word. It's not, um, it's not some gadget band nonsense. This is just the way that we need to be kind of modernising signalling across the country, and because we can't conventionally resignal the whole the whole network quickly enough. You know, we just don't have the time. We don't have the resources. We don't have the people. We don't have the bits. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's good that this is being tested. And, and quietly and in the background, uh, East Coast um, resignaling, introduction of ETCS on the East Coast mainline is happening. It's just been very – they've decided to make much less of a fuss about it and kind of just do it as a bit of a rolling program. Yeah, good that. Anyway, so uh, so there you go. Uh, thanks, Richard, for keeping us in the loop on that one. Um, here he is, Elon Musk is a nasty piece of work we've always known this but now we know he's a nasty piece of work and absolute confirmation if if his early if the early interviews with his first wife weren't enough of a red flag we now have like pretty solid confirmation that he is a sexual abuser um and a nasty piece of work uh 
And uh, yeah, because a, a, a SpaceX flight attendant um, has said that Elon Musk exposed himself, propositioned her for sex. Uh, the documents show this, and the company paid a quarter of a million dollars to shut her up, um, rather than you know, you know, uh, rather than letting her speak. So, uh, so that's come to light, and I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be a continued number of things uh, kind of rising up. All of the red flags were there, folks. These red flags, people, when people, when women, particularly women, talk about red flags, they're not kind of doing it as a joke. It's the fact that they have experienced that these sorts of people are bad news and the way that he treated his first wife was just all of the red flags raising up and all of the way the way he's treated subsequent uh, wives or girlfriends has also raised red flags like folk, folks these, these red flags are also representative of the fact that everything else he might have to say is also utterly tainted by his warped smooth brain so um just uh yeah just just do not do not give him the time of day he is not nothing he has created is good he is a, a he's a valor stealer from other people other other people's kind of hard work uh, he's not a self-made man he was started out rich he got a load of angel investment money from his dad and from others just that he's not he's not a, he's not a hero he should be none of your hero anyway elon musk uh, interesting little thing here from HS2 actually. I, I, I don't often post uh, kind of repost HS2 stuff, but this is I quite like this. This is a nice um, this is this quite a nice little uh, little bit from uh, from their uh, their Twitter feed via New Civil Engineer, um, saying that uh, yeah, it's one of their their kind of construction sites in South Kilburn is their first completely diesel free construction site, which is quite cool. It's worth worth pointing out. It's kind of an interesting thing going on. So uh, yeah, um, quite uh, it's quite cool. Uh, more of that. You know, this is this is all all these little things. There are some some serious downsides. I've just given a statement. Uh, a statement. That's not why. Just given a quote about um, the fact that the new Euston proposals mean that the connecting railway line that was going to be used to remove spoil uh, is now going to have to be not only at great expense bulldozed again, but they can't use it at all for spoil removal or certainly aren't aren't attempting to think about how they can because of the single stage construction basically precludes the use of that, which means that all the spoil is now going to have to be removed, removed by road, which is a calamity and a half. So uh, you win some, you lose some. But generally, if, if you, that was a kind of a government imposed bad decision, but all of the uh, all, all of the other stuff, um, uh, yeah, all of the other bits and pieces that uh, that, that are being done uh, are are positive because they're they're ultimately reducing that carbon footprint of the project. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. The march of the unions, yes, uh, lots of the unions. I think it's a big TUC march. Um, yeah, it is. It's a big TUC organised march uh, on the eighteenth of June uh, down in London. I think. Um, I would be also. It's not very nice of them to tag me. Uh, thanks, TSSA. Uh, yeah, solidarity. Hi, TSSA. Yeah, my, my union. Yeah, lovely. Uh, hi, chums. We're, I'll be getting you on. It's our hundred twenty fifth year, and I'll be getting someone on from T. In fact, I know exactly who I'm getting on from the TSSA. Uh, hopefully, to to talk about TSSA and other things. But anyway, I digress. Um, uh, if you can go and uh, go and join them. Uh, go and join them in London. Uh, there's loads of details at tuc.org.uk/slash/demand/better. Um, there's, there's just, you know, with the cost of living crisis, with the railways getting squeezed, all the unions are saying that this is, we need to build up, uh, we find every channel we can to show this government that we're not, that, that, that enough is enough. Um, and so that's the point. We demand better. Enough is enough. Uh, go and get involved. Uh, frustratingly, I can't be there. Otherwise, uh, I'd have said all of us as a rail natter should collect, uh, and and generally be a little a little rail nat cabal as part of this, but sadly sadly I can't be there. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be. So feel free to do a little rail nat gathering as part of the as part of this. But uh, sadly I can't I can't I can't join you. Um, hopefully there'll be another one later in the year and I'll be able to join that. I mean this is going to be the year of industrial chaos uh, and industrial strife. So uh, industrial action. So uh, anyway yeah, 
So, oh, crossrail, here it is. Lovely crossrail, as you can see here. The um, the connections in one direction going up to um, to Chalfont and Latimer, uh, and then the other going uh, across to Reading. Oh, wait, no, this is from 1991, isn't it? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, there's this, this shown field at this end. Uh, right. So I guess it's uh, this is something different. Oh, no, it's the old Crossrail. Yeah, well, that's right. It's Crossrail. Happy days. Um, and we're going to talk about Crossrail and the whole, just all the all the noise about Crossrail um, in the, the next uh, 45 minutes, hopefully. It shouldn't be too long an episode, actually. I'll keep this one as tight as I can. But, um, yeah, chuck your messages to me, uh, at me in, in the chat so I can spot your, your questions. And I will see you all um, after the intro. Welcome to tonight's Rail Matter. <laughs> Firstly, before yeah, that, that that previous image is of course from episode eighty five when we had John Ellie John talking about the um, a chaotic history of the early crossrail proposals. So um, if you want to if you want the lowdown on some of the chaos of, of early crossrail proposals, then go there. If you could imagine, if you want to imagine what could have been had the project not been sort of chopped and changed. So um, let's get my miniaturized muggins up, shall we? Where am I? I'm up in the corner. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what else I need to do? Oh. Put these on. There we go. Get the get the lighting right. Oh, so uh, let's start with the fun stuff, i.e., the problems. We're going to start with the problems. Do send your questions. Get your chuck your messages in. Uh, Detour is pointing out. Uh, Deidre is saying that the uh, reduced timetable really hampers the ability to make the train plus ferry route viable to Ireland in comparison to flying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, frequency is freedom, folks. So let's start with the problems. We're going to go from the the annoying stuff uh, to the better stuff. Um, uh, so it's oh yeah, it's purple mode. We've engaged purple mode. The problems. Well, that's the first problem. Uh, this sort of tweet, and it wasn't just coming from the prime minister. What is this sort of tweet? Well, let's just quote the uh, the official Downing Street um, Twitter Twitter account here. As the Elizabeth line opens to the public, we we know it's just not just Londoners that will reap the reward, but the whole country because better transport grows the economy, levels up opportunity, and creates jobs. Um, something like that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Bojo there. Let's just let's just pick out the the whole country because better transport. So there are several things to pick out here. Several things. Number one thing, uh, it's not just Londoners that reap the rewards. Well, this might not be a lie, but I can tell you right now that the last thing everyone outside of the M25 or at least beyond the reaches of of, of Crossrail want to hear is that this new line that they aren't getting is somehow benefiting them. It's unbelievably patronising. But then the whole frustration is saying, yeah, saying the whole country, and then saying, what then tops it off is saying, because better transport grows the economy, levels up opportunity, creates jobs, at the same time as having cancelled unknown volumes of projects, you know, HS2 Eastern Lake, Northern Paris Rail, refusing to bury... Piccadilly underground, uh, expansion of Piccadilly underground, refusing to, you know, delaying Portishead connections, not 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 building the the 
link the north kind of the 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 link between you know bypassing the the the, the dolish uh, line so building a new main line down down there to connect devon and cornwall properly uh you know not not all of the things that aren't being done all of them you know refusing to do any sort of freight upgrades ignoring uh felixstone and eaton twin tracking all of these projects that are just on the background hope valley upgrades all of these things uh, the rolling program of electrification, all of this stuff. Transport does grow the economy and level up uh, and, and all this wonderful stuff. And it's amazing that politicians... The, the, the point I was making when I was being interviewed about this is you think, oh, they must just not know this stuff. They, 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 just, they, 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 say, they read the line and then they don't think it. But then with all of them saying this so consistently, you realise, no, 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 they, they do think this. They want to ride on the glory, but they just don't think that the rest of the country merits this kind of investment they just they just actively ideologically do not believe that this level of investment should happen anywhere else and lots of people point out well this is london made its own investment yeah they did because they're empowered to treasury is trying to take that power away from london and treasury refuses to give that power to anyone else so this is less about the specifics of where that money is coming from and more about the fact that the treasury does not want anyone else to have the power to spend the money or to spend the money at all right this is the fundamental point right so this is absolutely key. Uh, so I got very angry about this. Uh, and I knew these sorts of tweets would appear. And it wasn't just coming from Bojo. It was coming from people across the country. Refer- and they were like, oh, but, you know, the supply chain is, 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 was across the country. And, and yeah, yeah, fine. But the supply chain for all this stuff was, could be across the country. As John Bull point, you know, I was, I was, there was a good piece that was in the Manchester Evening News with me and Andy Burnham and John Bull. Uh, and and Garius off of the Twitter was was making it then did a kind of a thread pointing out that you know Crossrail costs an extra four billion quid because of the fact that all those skills had to essentially be built up from scratch, you know that's extra money that's being spent that doesn't need to be because of the fact that there isn't enough of this stuff happening. The, the what we all what everyone wants and all the sensible people want is for us to be doing this stuff everywhere at a much greater pace and a greater scale. What we don't want is people saying, oh, you know, well, you know, the, the thing is, if London gets better transport, that benefits the whole economy. And ultimately, that means that, you know, the whole of the UK is, is benefiting. Tell that to someone who's stood at Birchwood Park waiting for their once every two or three hour train to get, you know, to get into into Manchester Oxford Road. It's just not uh, it's just absolutely not acceptable. It's incredibly bad discourse. So don't do it. What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of which. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you talked about Crossrail, too. This is an interesting map. I think Alex Hearn put this one up. Uh, this is is a map from 2004, 2004, um, and it shows the the kind of what could have been stuff, which is which is really interesting. So you've got um, this is just a lot of interesting stuff. You've got kind of this this sort of what was supposed to be a bus rapid transit system up here, which is really interesting, East London Transit. You've got um, Greenwich Waterfront Transit here, which is supposed to be a thing. It confuses me why it's not like uh, oh, I don't know, but it, basically it's kind of I think it's like bus rapid transit systems. There's uh, there's there's uh, East London line expansion here. This is before the the uh, the overground existed. This happened actually, you know. Uh, actually, this did this sort of happen? I don't exactly. I think it did. I think this did happen as well. Uh, so overground obviously happened a bit more than is shown here. Um, but what else is going on? You've got uh, oh, there's there's more bits of yeah. So there's the lovely DLR here, of course. There's the marvelous DLR. Um, uh, kind of proposed extensions of which some or all of you know, various bits of those have, have been happening. So that, that's all good stuff. Stratford International for the Olympics. That's uh, that's exciting. They never actually named it that, did they? But anyway, um, what else is going on? You've got uh, here is so this is Thameslink shown here. Yeah, Thameslink kind of still still not open. Shown in kind of a weird purple with the split line. Interesting to show that they're showing 
uh, cross rail, not only in a different color, but also um, as a solid line. So this this one's they're kind of showing they're kind of showing it as a tube line, which is interesting. Uh, we'll get to that, folks. So this is this is uh, this is it's all it's kind of an interesting map that uh, that that's uh, worth diving in and, and having a look at. I, I quite I quite like this. Also, they call it a Eurostar connection here as well, which which also never happened. So. Um, I quite like the looking at what what could have been questions because you get to pick it like things change. This is also a funny one, Crossley Link here. Whoops, uh, you know things change, so actually proposals don't necessarily make sense from from a while back. So you always have to reevaluate. So it's always sensible to reevaluate things, but uh, yeah, the Croydon tram extensions did not happen and should have. You know the, the tram system's good. There should be more of it. But anyway, this, this all it's kind of interesting to look at this, and and, and it kind of makes the bigger point of that. Like have have a long term. Oh, the other one is what's interesting is is it shown on here. It's interesting that the um uh the the Battersea uh, it's Battersea one about the Bakerloo line extension isn't shown on this which is which is definitely a necessary project. Um, it does show the Northern Line as being split into two things. That's very true. Cross River Transit is that? I don't know. It doesn't. It does. Sh does it show it being split into two things? No, it doesn't show it being split into two things. That's something else. That's Cross London Transit, which I presume is like that kind of half tram proposal that, that raised up a bit um in any case uh yeah it's uh, it's good fun watford extension of the met indeed yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, all good fun stuff I, I thought that was just fun to throw up it's it's, it's look, the problems and the challenges of course is that it, I, I put this up to say like london has not got a lot of the projects that london merits getting as well because it's had funding stripped from it you know the fact that uh, you know, London was doing fantastically. TfL was doing great until government decided in a way that like should not be the case and isn't the case in any other city. Uh, Westminster decided that, that TfL had to be self-funding, that London had to be self-funding for absolutely no sensible reason. Why would you do that? It just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, you know, this the, just a reminder that Treasury just want Treasury's intent is to break Britain. It doesn't want Britain to, to ideally it wants Britain to stop existing and to just be all it wants it to be is a number. And that number is the value of house prices. That's all it cares about. Um, anyway. Who else watched the International Tram Drivers Championship over the weekend? Talking of trams. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Detore. Yeah, good point. That's uh, uh, that is a. Uh, it was tremendous fun. I should put that in the news. Actually, it was tremendous fun. Uh, it was nice to see uh, Alex Caldwell Kelly, of uh, uh, friend of the show, um, also getting getting increasingly excited by the various uh, events. Yeah, that was good fun. Anyway, right. What's the other thing? Uh, here's Caroline Russell. Hello, hello, Caroline. Uh, yeah, that's always always um, always important to. You know, it's interesting to listen to what Caroline's getting up to. Um, Caroline does some really great stuff. What uh, is the problem with this tweet, though? Mm. The, this bit. To make the line totally accessible. A lot of time for Transport for All. Uh, hello, Alan, uh, and everyone at Transport for All. Uh, and they did campaign really hard for Crossrail and, and to fix a lot of issues. There's a lot of good stuff that's been done on the whole route. Uh, you know, step-free access onto the platform, sure. But the line is not totally accessible. This is this is a thing that's well worth us reminding ourselves. The line is not totally accessible. Uh, because of politics, Z, bearing, let's cast our mind back to when the, the contract was let for Crossrail's trains. Um, uh, if we remember before that, Thameslink had just won the contract. Uh, sorry, Siemens had just won the contract to deliver the, the Thameslink trains. So there was only, you know, the, the idea that there was any actual competitive, you know, capitalism is, the, the idea that capitalism involves competition in anything, it's just, it's just nonsense. Because it's ultimately always well, at this scale, state funded. It's it's all just port power politics. So what actually happened was uh, 
I mean, Derby were the only people who were going to get that contract. So the idea that it was competitive was nonsense. So Derby got it. They just used their Electro Stars. Sorry, the Aventras are, have a fancy name, but they are just Electro Stars. They're just Electro Stars, folks. Uh, the only thing that's different about them is that they have a, a, a non-gangweighed cab. That's the only difference. Uh, they are Electro Stars. There is a far greater difference between the first and last generation Electro Stars than there is between the last generation Electro Star and the Aventras. Anywho, um, the trouble with procuring an existing train is that that existing train continues to have all the problems that the previous ones did. And and there are two things on that front. One of them is the uh, the actual train control system, which was Bobbins, hence why a major contributor to why Crossrail's taken so long to open. Number two, the train floor is set to about 1150 millimetres, which is about 200 millimetres higher than the standard platform height, in you know the, the accepted standard platform height of 915 millimetres. So rather than going, ah, no, actually, ah, mm, we need to procure, you know, Dar Darby, you need to build a, come up with a new train, a bit like you did with the subsurface stock, come up with a new train, um, and that new train will have a lower floor to enable level boarding. And then you can start selling that platform. You can use that new train as the basis for all of your other trains, and they'll all be level boarding, and it'll be fantastic. No, unfortunately, government are cowards. And this goes for the previous government as well, you know, previous color of government as, as well as this color of government um they didn't do that because uh at the time it would have been bombardier lobbied hard saying no you can't do that it costs too much we can't do that um actually they didn't really lobby basically government didn't have a clue uh bombardier just said yeah we've got a train that works boom do that and and then the uh the electrostar was the one that was chosen a massive lost opportunity because the r d money that was spent developing the eventra the 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 Electrostar Mark, you know, the Electrostar four or five, because it's basically hardly a. Actually, Alan's in this. Alan's here. Here's Alan. Hello, Alan Benson. Good to see you. Um, yeah, the, uh, the 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 money that was used to develop that could have been used to. to they could have just slightly upped their bid because they were going to win it anyway. They could have just slightly upped their bid to include the R and D for low floor train, and then Bombardier would have had low floor trains, and we wouldn't be having half the battles we're having in terms of all of these. Uh, you know parked in a siding because the train control system doesn't work. Trains sat, all these bombard nay Bombardier, now Alstom trains, sat doing nothing um, that could have been low-floored. So we could have had trains sat doing nothing and sidings broken, but at least they'd have been low-floor trains. So yeah, really, really frustrating that that decision was made. And what it means, what the ramifications of that are, and this is going to be noticed and, and picked up by a lot of people increasingly now, now that, now that people are travelling on it, is that if you get on expecting level boarding, get on a train in the central section where the platforms have been raised, by the way, to meet the train floor, absolutely the wrong way to do it that means that you'll get on level access happy days independent travel and any of the trains any of the platforms any of the stations outside of the central section you'll be stuck having to rely on a ramp appearing this is just hopeless this is the 20 this is the 2020s and we're opening a railway like that it's just mind-blowing and what that means by building the central section platforms at that additional height Heathrow as well of course but the, the tfl should have just said sod you we're lowering the platforms the challenge with that is that it means that the platforms uh, in the central section will be incredibly expensive to correct. What you have to do is lift the track, which potentially results in you needing to rebore bits of the tunnel at the at the vertical curves coming into the stations in the board tunnels because the tunnel, the gauge clearance might not be right and the wire gradients will all be off to then lift the track to get the track 200 mil higher to actually raise the train to match the... the, the to, to kind of raise it from the, the, the platform train, you know, the, the, the offset, uh, the height being 11.50 as it's set now to 9.15. Just incredibly frustrating. Just it's such bad, bad decision making. 
It's one of the regrets of the RSSB that they didn't put their foot down more on this. I was privy to some of these discussions because I was working on the design of the stations outside the central section. I was angry and frustrated hearing about it then. I'm even more angry and frustrated hearing about it now, now that we know what, what we know in terms of how level boarding can be achieved. So uh, buy Stadler, folks. Buy Stadler trains. That's the moral of that story. Yeah, and you can learn more about level boarding and understand exactly how this works and, and how it can be achieved uh, by going back to episode 31. Uh, is level boarding on trains really that hard to achieve? It has captions. Um, yeah, so do that. Oh, right. The, the next the next section. Oh, we're that's, that's all the grumbles. The grumbles out of the way. Hello, 171 people. Crikey. That's all the grumbles out of the way. Let's talk about the name. What is this railway line called? Uh, is it the Elizabeth Line line? Uh, no, it isn't. Um, it, it is not the yes, that's the official name. But come on, it's a stupid name. Uh, it's 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 it just doesn't make it makes me annoyed. It does, and no one's going to call it that. They're all going to call it either the Liz Line, the Purple Line, or they're going to call it Crossrail. But the thing is, Crossrail also isn't the right name for it. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, why 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 am I saying that? No, Crossrail is not the right name for it. I've deafened everyone with buzzers there. Um, Crossrail is also not the right name for it because it's a bit of a generic name that could be applied anywhere uh really and i quite like the idea of crossrail as i mean everyone's going to call it crossrail rightly fine so that's the that's the name that's going to stick most people are going to call crossrail crossrail but really um what what is the name that it should have been what do i think that the name should have been um uh well what do i think uh yeah thameslink 2 this thameslink 2 everyone it's it's thameslink 2 thameslink is great uh it should be tfls thameslink 2 which is what crossrail is um Thameslink 2 should have been the name. Uh, I'll get to explaining why. But uh, yeah, big fan of, uh, of Thameslink 2. Uh, it's, uh, it's just, this is what it should be. And it should all be branded as the same thing. And I think Thameslink is quite a cool brand. Brand the whole lot as Thameslink. So Crossrail, rename it to Thameslink. Thameslink, Thameslink, happy days. You know, And then you've got a unified brand. Uh, keep the purple because the purple is nice. We can keep it as the purple train. But Thameslink and Thameslink 2 should all be purple. Should all be purple. Uh, Crossrail 2 should then be called Thameslink 3. Uh, yes, uh, that, that's what I think. Oh, so there we go. That's the name. That's, I've said my piece. Uh, shout your thoughts at me. Um, Long Branch Mike. Uh, hello, Long Branch Mike. Hello. Uh, you're right. Crossrail does have history. People are going to call it Crossrail. But in terms of it being, in terms of what the name, I kind of think the name should have been. Uh, I think it should have been called Thameslink. I should have been, think it should have been called Thameslink 2. Um, uh, and I just think, no, no, Thameslink doesn't need an extra brand. No, 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 just basically swap the word Crossrail with or Elizabeth line with the word Thameslink, and then that's the branding done. Purple's great. Let's keep the purple. The purple's fun. But, uh, yeah, no, it should be uh, it should be Thameslink. Um, uh, Simon, I know they have completely different fare systems. That's stupid. I'm saying that that's stupid, and they shouldn't. <laughs> I'm saying that Thameslink... Should uh, Thameslink and Crossrail should be incorporated into one system that is Thameslink, and they should um, match, uh, and, and the, the ticketing should match. Uh, you know, we'll we'll get there. It's, it comes back to kind of what we were talking about a little bit last uh, last episode. It wouldn't get confusing. You just Thameslink needs to become part of TFL. You know, it's uh, you know just merge them, merge them. It's fine. The designation. Well, what is Thameslink? Is it a tube line? Is it a metro line? Is it a what was subway what what is it what is it uh here's some nice pictures from ella hi ella thanks for uh, sending your pictures through uh there's some nice pictures there's some nice pictures of etcs in action lovely uh, look you see these little arrows like like on uh, like on um uh, high speed one it's very exciting nice little nice little door handle as well they're very don't get me when i'm shouting about derby by the way uh don't think that i'm shouting about their ability to build a, a stunning train these trains are in terms of the physical train look fantastic philip hay created a good really good um 
uh, Philip Hay created a really good, uh, he made a really good point, which was that the thing that Derby have struggled with, uh, just as they, did, as they did in the past, is that in the past they struggled with the transition from steam to modern traction, and 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 they are str- and they have been struggling for a long time with the digitization of the way the digitalization of the way that trains run. That's not just signaling; that's the on the on train management systems, all of the kind of ancillaries that just are frankly fundamental to the way a train works nowadays. Um, they can make a fantastic. You know, the 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 craft people, the, the the workers on the shop floor, build fantastic looking trains. You know, the the build quality of these trains is absolutely superb. They're brilliant trains. Um, you know, the bogies are fantastic. The ride quality is great. It's fantastic, but. Uh, you know, that's the brains that doesn't work. But anyway, yeah, uh, Ella, thanks for these photos. They look great. Um, Martha Lauren, Thames Link to the Rail Warrior. Yeah, exactly. Um, ooh, oh, yeah, uh, more pictures. Look at the scale of this thing. It's massive. Huge scale, 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 scale. It's, it's an enormous system. Absolutely enormous. And and whilst it looks, uh, perhaps to the untrained eye, like a tube, um, it, it isn't really a tube. But then, you know, this, okay, so this is, this is, uh, you can't really see this because it's, uh, it's, it's a small res version and, I, and it's super pixelated. I'm going to enlarge it because I, I can. There we are. Let's, let's do it. Um, this, this is, this is what we're going to be doing. Uh, we were going to be doing this episode, actually, weren't we? We were going to be going through and kind of doing my, my um, patented rail or transit system categorization process. Um, what Crossrail is, it, it kind of fits into all it, but actually, to be honest, Yes and no, it isn't a tube line officially. I mean, you know, okay. But actually, I don't think it matters that much because ultimately it's about what it achieves and what it can achieve. And it's people and managing the expectations of what it's going to achieve that's kind of more important. So um, there are two ways to answer this question. Is that uh, tube doesn't really mean anything. It's not a, a designation that means anything. So I don't think it's relevant whether it is or is not a tube. Um, the question of whether it's a tube or not is really related to this. It's related to... Um, uh, what TFL actually think it is, and it isn't a tube line because it's got uh, the twin line associated with heavy rail that 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 TFL use. In terms of whether that's relevant to its function as a public transport system, well, it's not really, is it? Um, here's the here's the nice map, anyway. Lovely purple, purple. Yes. So it's yeah, exactly. The tube is just a made up name, exactly. Anyway, like it, it doesn't really matter that it is or is not a tube thing. I'm not too fussed about the fact that it is it is or is not a tube. Like officially, it isn't a tube line, by the fact that people call the tube lines the, the other things, and TFL have kind of de facto not made it one of those. But it's not it's not really important. Um, and, and why is it not important? Well, let's talk about overall categorization of the of the London transport system, of the various London transport systems, uh, kind of broadly the TFL ones, but, you know, Thames Link I'm including in here. Uh, let's let's kind of include it as that, right? Um, so here is, uh, oh, there's lots of chat going on here. Oof. Yeah, Richard Smith was saying that uh, railway people criticise the general public calling it a tube, even though the tube is literally just a nickname made up by the general public to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there it is. Yeah, the original name for the central line was the Tupney Tube. Thanks, David Shepherd. Yep, that's uh, that's that's it. Oh, hi, John. Oh, what have I missed? John, what have I missed? I've missed you. Missed your question. Where I'm going to roll up and see what John's been saying if I can spot. Uh, did I ever do a te- uh, rail matter on Thames? No, I didn't actually. You're right. I did not. Uh, I should do that, shouldn't I? Anyway, right. So here is the is the I, I, is this the exhaustive list? I think it mostly is. Uh, let's get rid of the dangle way because that needs to be taken off the uh, TFL map. Let's just get rid of that. Sell it off, turn it into its own stupid thing. It's not, it's not a thing. Or don't sell it off actually, but just, just don't show it on them. It's stupid. Um, so here we go. Uh, so what am I talking about? Key to lines. So, so there are lines. Uh, Elizabeth, it looks weird that it's there uh, with line when all the others don't. It's, it just looks weird. But then Elizabeth looks weird. 
you know, Victoria's fine. But Elizabeth looks weird because the Queen Elizabeth is alive. Maybe we should we should say this is this is actually refers to uh, Eliz uh, number one, and maybe that's where we get away with it and just call it Elizabeth. But it is a bit weird that it's got a line on it. I think that was a bit of a strange boob. I don't know why they did it. I don't know where the decision was made. I'd love someone to actually explain to me why that that judgment was made. Anyway, here is the the taken straight off the tube map. Here is the the collection of um of uh, of lines that make up the TFL uh, transport system. Uh, so here's another way to look at them. So I've kind of broken them up. Uh, okay, sorry the circle is a bit difficult to read, but that's the problem with picking a yellow, you know, using yellow as a, a line color. But here, here are all the various sort of lines. And uh, so, so here we've got um, here we've got the kind of the heavy rail systems, Thameslink, the Elizabeth Line, line. What, what is this rubbish? Uh, we've got the 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 kind of the deep tube as they're kind of more technically known. So the deep tube. Uh, here, so that's the Bakerloo, the Central, the Jubilee, the Northern Bank Branch, the Northern Charing Cross Line. These are two separate, they're, they're separate folks. These are separate lines, basically, now. Um, the Piccadilly, uh, the Victoria, the Waterloo and City. Uh, we'll get to the name of the Waterloo and City momentarily. Those are the deep tube lines. Then the that we have here are the uh, are the subsurface lines. So these are the kind of the, the original kind of subway, the original kind of cut and cover uh, lines for the most part. So that's the Circle, the District, the Hammersmith and City uh, and the Metropolitan Lines. And then what else have you got in the TfL system? Well, you've got the DLR. There's a lovely DLR there. You've got the uh, there is there's the, you've got the uh, the overground which I think is a fun name I quite like that's called the overground that's, that's I like that that's great um, and then you've got the um, you've got the tram link you you've got the trams here they are uh, Long Branch Mike is pointing out that the Dangleway is opex profitable uh, it's very low electricity costs and rising and falling gondolas cancel out their weight now, that's an interesting point keep it with TFL. Show it on the map, but I just I, I'm skeptical as to many of its value. Like, fine, it's just an annoying thing that's a legacy that London's gonna. It's a reminder of hubris, so keep it there. Whether it's on the tube map or not, I, I don't know. To show it as a just 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 de-emphasize it somehow is kind of what I'm saying, I suppose. Um, anyway, so what 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 of what of all this scrubbing? So let's introduce what I think is a thing that should have happened a while back to make it a bit simpler for people not really sure what's going on because this is an intimidating number of names missing the point that things that people actually find it easier to look at numbered and named lines so i think we introduce a naming scheme i think it's long overdue that we have a naming scheme so we have the x is here which is kind of nice for a couple of reasons um you have you know because they're kind of like express if you like they're quite fast so they're express they're extra capacity they're all these things that are slightly above and beyond the current underground so okay fine you've got um you've got the x's there uh the the underground so the deep tube let's call it the underground let's actually call that the underground uh, and call those the u's i think it's worthwhile differentiating the subsurface lines so call those the s's because they do behave differently they do slightly different things they um, they they take less time to get down to because they're not as deep down. You know, there are reasons they're different. So we should call those the S's, the subsurface line, the S's. I think the DLR should be called the E's because it's an East London thing. So call them the E's. Um, there it is. I mean, I suppose you could call it, D is also something I, I'd, I'd take as an option. Uh, I'm, I'm not pretty about this, but uh, given that it's kind of a bit beyond Docklands now, I decided to go with E. I quite like E. Um so, uh, yes, I know the gospel to Barking Lines, the Goblin, but that's kind of uh, moot point. Uh, obviously, you've got the overground. That's nice and easy. That's the O. And then the T's for the trams. And, and indeed, this doesn't have to be restricted to, to Croydon Tramlink. 
uh, you know, build more trams. Trams are good, folks. There should be trams in lots of other parts of London. You know, the buses are high intensity in lots of places that would be better served with trams. So build more trams. Hashtag build trams. So, okay, we've got this, but can we take this further? Can we do more things with this? Because we've got Crossrail. You didn't notice I bunged Crossrail 2 in there as well. There it is. Um, well, yeah, we can do that, which is um, change the line of, uh, you know, change the color of Thameslink, incorporate Thameslink into the system. Fine. Uh, no, I don't think we should have D for deep line because I like you as um, I like you as underground. I like the having underground and overground uh, and subsurface. I like you. D, I think, uh, is 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 maybe a little confusing. I like you because people are like, oh yeah, that's the underground. Fine. So um, so we've got uh, we've got there. So we've nicely clustered up. We've got the the kind of the the X's there uh, bunged in there. Fine. But what else could we do? We could uh, well we could um, for starters deal with the northern question and change the uh, the Charing Cross branch and call it, I don't know, okay, this is just an example, uh, call it the Fleet Line, yeah? Call it the Fleet Line. So you've got the Bakerloo, Central Jubilee, Northern Fleet, Piccadilly, Victoria, fine. What else could we do? Oh, yeah, you notice something else here. Uh, get rid of the city off the name of the Waterloo and City and get rid of the city off the name of the Hammersmith and City. Just call them the Waterloo and Hammersmith lines. Like, it's just much easier. Or find another name for them. But the reality is just call it the Waterloo and Hammersmith. Like, they don't need the and city bit. It's just confusing. I get confused between... I mean, I know that they're different, and it takes me a second to... But these two have a similar name. Just just get rid of the city bit, folks. Just just get rid of that. Um, uh, uh, what else can we do? Well, there are other things we could do. Like, for example, standardise the colours across the underground and the subsurface lines. Ooh, controversial. So, I've gone for blue because I think red for buses. Red buses, iconic. Uh, I've gone for blue because I like the blue. So, we could go for making, standardising this. So, we've got the, the purples for the, for the, for the kind of the, the heavy rail stuff. We've got blue for the underground. We've got metropolitan pinky sort of purpley colour for the, for the subsurface lines. Yeah, the metropolitan fans will be happy. And then, obviously, you know, DLR overground and the thing that then allows you to differentiate between what services are running where is the fact that you can start numbering these or or, or lettering or kind of coding these so um uh, that's what that's what you could do uh but you know to be honest i'm not particularly prissy even even if you retain the colors and and the, and the names of the thing i think that having codes for these systems would be really helpful it'd be really helpful to to guide people who are you know it'd be supportive for people who are colorblind actually out on the network uh, it might help with the map, which we'll get to momentarily. Um, uh, yeah, Martha, you're right. The, the, the wayfinding colors are, are the, the colors are pretty good for wayfinding if you're not colorblind. Um, so I, I do, and yeah, you're right, Piotr uh, Kramer. Uh, yeah, the underground trains do have blue on them. It's true. Uh, so I, I don't think the blue is is necessarily a crazy idea. Um, I, I do like the legacy of the colors, and I'm not saying we just eradicate them, but uh, uh, yeah. So there's so there's that. So there's. So there's lots of people saying colors uh, and then having numbers everywhere. But uh, yeah, I think the colors are a little bit, uh, they're a little bit archaic from an accessibility perspective. I think, I don't think we necessarily need to totally convert, but I think do both. I think we need to find a way to start incorporating uh, letters. And it would mean that rather than having some of the kind of the names of things, you could start just having nice square sort of, you know, you could have square things of, of like what these are. And people would recognize by the color fine, but others might recognize by the code. I, I think... I think there's an opportunity there. I think there is an opportunity there. That's that's my, my gut feeling on ways that, that, that you could you could change things. But I think having this this numbering system would be really really useful. And yeah, again, you know, then you'd have then you could you know if you're if you're really wanting to turn it into a proper classification system, you could have like B one for the uh, for the buses, you know, uh, etc. Et uh, 
Uh, and also for the non-TFL Suburban Rail Network, well, I'd go with O. I'd call them all Overground, because I like the Overground. I think that's quite a nice, sensible thing. Uh, people associate, you know, the Overground generally has been a pretty good success. So, um, so yeah, I think you, you, you go with... with um, in court, I do think as well that, you know, there's lots of bits of the suburban rail network around London that should be TFLs. Um, it might not be a very good thing for them cost-wise at the moment, but I do think that ultimately, you know, it kind of comes back to what we've, you know, the things that go into TFL and what TFL should own uh, kind of comes back to what I was talking about last time about who should be controlling what uh, in, uh, let's get rid of my face momentarily, who should be controlling what uh, in terms of the different transport systems and the different kind of levels of branding across the network. So, so yeah, for me, that's kind of important. And yeah, you're right, that would require fair stuff but uh, yes, uh, there is a black and white tube map, actually. Yes, there is a black and white tube map for colorblind people. Uh, you can download it, in fact. Um, in any case, uh, so here we go. So I... Uh, no, we've got... Uh, yeah, we could have... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of people call national rail services in in London overground, whether they're TOC, uh, whether they're train operator or, or well, national rail or TFL anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I, I think... Uh, I mean, they're going to be, yeah, lots of people say, well, you can't, tell, like the DLR being one colour, it's like, oh, you can't tell what the services are in different directions. I'd argue that that becomes increasingly less important as we as we go through, and this is going to come to the next point, actually, that becomes increasingly less important um, because people are using journey planners, a huge number of people are using journey planners, very few people are, are really, in a, in a very detailed way, planning their journey off the back of the... Um, uh, just using the map in ex uh, exclusively, a lot of people are, you know, uh, go on Wi-Fi. You know, if just holiday makers, they'll go on Wi-Fi and they use Google Maps to work out how to get, get back and forth. So, um, so I, yeah, I, I think the, the having homogenous colours isn't as as big a deal as, as as other people make out for things like DLR and Overground uh, and the trams. I don't think it's as big a deal. You could do slightly different shades if you wanted to slightly differentiate on the map. You could do slightly different shades, but at that point you're starting to really fight a battle if you start incorporating more Overground. You know, there are only so many color shade shades colours you can fit that, that usefully print on a on a map in uh, CMYK, right? Uh, anyway, right. Uh, da, 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 da. The map. So this is the chat that a lot of people have been wondering about. What are we going to do about the map? Because, oh, folks, the map. Oh, the map. The map. This. Uh, there's a reason why I did this poll, right? And it's relevant to what we're going to talk about. I did a TFL. Uh, I did a little TFL poll, and I wanted to understand. You know, given that it's a major part of what's on the map and steers the shape of the map, I wanted to know how many people care about the the travel zones. I I'm one of the people who I don't you know we had two thousand people which is not bad going actually two thousand people um voting in this little poll so it's not scientific but it's kind of interesting, um uh so yeah so we've got this uh, important TFL poll and um not you know not necessarily uh you know not necessarily the the majority but sort of a sizable chart I'd say like um maybe uh, the thing is I have the show results instead so it's not quite fair to say it's sixty sixty five percent it's 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 a little bit more than that so it's more like it's it's more like kind of uh, looking at this. It kind of looks like it's sort of seventy five versus twenty five percent. So I'd say about about three quarters of people don't check zones. I've never checked zones on the on the tube map because I don't live there. I don't need to worry about like major building up of costs because I'm generally there on an ad hoc basis. So I don't really care. I just take I just do the journey that's quickest and 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 tap in and tap out with my with my credit card and it's fine. It's all good. Um, but um, yeah, this. 
this yeah the 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 map the map folks so let's 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 get the map up shall we i'm gonna go briefly go big face so you can say hello look it's me hi uh yeah i got i'm a mustache guy now I, I did it i did it folks uh let me just do this and go and get the the standard tube map get it up uh, and have a look at it uh oh, let's do let's do this and go back to small face again. Here we are. Here is the tube map. And uh, yes, firstly, IKEA have really gone to town with branding it. Good grief! But just, just, just look, look at it's it's getting it's getting Look at the mess that is Liverpool Street. You know, look at this. This is a mess. Uh, I, I think the accessibility markings are a real mess as well. They're 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 messy in terms of making a real mess of the map, and they're messy in terms of it being very difficult to actually. For, for 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 kind of uh, disabled passengers or passengers who want to kind of understand accessibility routes, it makes it very difficult for them to get what's going on as well. I, I, you know, I think it's a real mess. You look at Euston and the area around. You look at look at the state of Kings Cross and Pancras International. Look at that. It's oh, it's a mess. You go down to Paddington. What the hell's going on there? It's just just it's getting very cluttered. And, and there's there's Thameslink. Rightly, it should be on the map. Thameslink should be on here. Obviously, it should be purple. Um, uh, but it's you know it's scrappy. It's it's very scrappy. Uh, I don't know why the DLR is shown with a split line. I don't. Th I, th I think it should. Always, it should be a chunk line because it's kind of. Anyway, yeah. Um, it's squig we have very squiggly Thames things squiggling its way, squiggling its way round the word Cannon Street there, uh, and down. Yeah. Is uh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Denmark Hill. Hey. Um. Yeah. It's just a mess. Look at Kennington as well. It's just all getting a bit scrappy. Now. 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 Also, you can see all the zones. The zones mean that stuff does weird things. That it, so the zones add a bit of extra clutter. Not a dramatic amount of extra clutter, but a bit of extra clutter. Um, and I, so the reason I did the poll was, do you just get rid of that? Do you get rid of the zones? And does that make things a little bit clearer, a little bit easier to manage and deal with? Um, yeah, it's just, it's, there's a lot of information on, on the tube app. Now, do you know what's even more scary to look at? I'm going to go briefly big face again. Hello, I've gone big face again. You get to look at my moustache while I desperately uh, go in here and uh, and um, pick another map. So, do you know what else is an issue? If I go to the, uh, the tube, the London Rail and Tube Services map, which is, again, uh, it's chaos. Let's go small face. Here is the London Tube, uh, Rail and Tube Services map. And this one is... Uh, well, it really is a bit chaotic. Um, yeah, cripes. So there's, there's, there's. Oh golly. So you've got the 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 crossrail is now shown as a, a thick line, by the way, on this one. Um, yeah. So you can see that it's got all of the, it's all this. It's getting messy down here. You can see it's getting it's getting busy. This, I mean, this is quite a useful map in terms of working your way around. But it gives an idea of how messy it would be if we if we did overground all of the the kind of the non uh, TFL kind of rail services in London. It would be a, a, a real challenge. And and it comes back to the point that was made by Raphael, I think, at the start, is that um, yeah, the the, the the Denmark Hill extended. Where is the Denmark Hill blob? Where is Denmark? Yeah, Denmark is it is confusing. Yeah, it comes back to the point that was made at the start, right? Which is um, by Raphael, which is that, that Beck. The reason Beck did a redesign of the original map is because it wasn't fit for purpose. I and I'm I'm under no illusions that it's easy to replace this thing, right? There's a reason it hasn't been replaced. It's because no one has yet come up with a better option, and there are some ones that I like. No one's yet come up with a better option. This is a this is a mess, folks. Look at this state. This is just a mess. Just figure, kind of fuzz up your eyes for a moment. This is a real mess. It's very difficult to navigate. It's a really intimidating mess of spaghetti for anyone who's even slightly colorblind. Uh, this is this is just hopeless. 
lots of da dashed lines, dotted lines. It's just very, very confusing. You know, the standard tube map. Uh, it's the same same story. It's just it's just way way too much confusion. What do the dashed line mean? Lines mean what do the you know? It's 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 a mess. It's it's a real mess. Um, the the London connections and uh, map London's rail and tube service maps is not a TFL product. It's drawn by Doug Rose of uh, FWT London. Thanks, Lee Render. Very very useful little tidbit. Um, uh, here we go. The the pecked dotted new, uh, NR lines are actually an eyesore. They're just a bit confusing. The little dangleway icon is getting steadily bigger. Yeah, is that Emirates? Do you think getting uh, more assertive about there? Oh yeah, the little like there it is. Yeah, see, it could just be a dashed line. I think it needs to be like very much minimized in the in in people's eyes so people don't notice it. It's uh, yeah, yeah. No tube trains on the tube lines. Yeah, this is this is an annoying addition. Why on earth is that thing? And then obviously IKEA appearing everywhere is ridiculous as well. But TFL is strapped for cash. That's quite a clever way to make a bit of cash on these. IKEA will have paid a lot of money to have this put on the map. So you know, fine. Um, yeah, uh, campaign for Northeast Rail. Frankly, the Glasgow subway map needs updated first with all the investment and expansion it's receiving. Lol. Uh, yeah. So anyway, this is just, this is this is it's just chaos, folks. I, I'm not a fan of this. I think I think it's just Harry Beck. You know, Beck would be uh, turning in his grave. So, but what else can you do? You know, well, uh, there there are other options. I'm going to go big face again. Hello. The reason I'm going big face is just so that it's a bit neater on the stream, so you don't see other things going on. So there's the there's 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 another one. There's so this yeah there's 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 various individual maps. So, you, so I'm going to show you that in a second, which is what you can do with individual map. There's the, uh, where are we? Uh, there we go. And then this, that's what I want. Sorry, I'm just getting up a load of things. So, uh, small face. You could, uh, for example, um, create a bespoke. So here's, you, you could, you know, if you want accessibility, you could create a bespoke version of the map that prioritizes accessibility. Uh, this is friend of the show, Ray Thomas's um, uh, Step Free London map. And it takes the accessibility stuff and it turns it into a dedicated ignore the places you can't get in and out of. They're irrelevant. There's just no point showing them, so they're gone. Uh, so you can see all the places that you otherwise, that you can't get to. It's a much more scarce map, isn't it? Uh, take note. But you can see here um, the what the network looks like um, for people who need to understand accessibility. So that's uh, reasonably reasonably useful. There's the um, Oyster Card but not contactless section there, which is also quite interesting. Yeah, various bits and pieces here showing. So this is the uh, the Step Free London uh, London map. So that's uh, that's an interesting way to to do it. Um, you could have yeah, you could have also have you could go for the kind of dedicated maps that just show one system perhaps. You know that's uh, so you start simplifying it again, pull things out onto their own. But then the whole point is that you have interchanges and that does that get confusing and oh you know oh, how do you do that uh you know but there is you know there, there is someone else has attempted another you know you totally redesign it or do you like not totally redesign it but 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 essentially start from scratch and kind of attempt to to start um to start kind of unpeeling uh the the, the way it looks one of the ways to do that is um here we have um uh Yes, we we do. We have Yug. Um, in fact, I'm going to go to the bottom to remind myself. Uh, 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 what's Yug's last name? It's it's a Serbian name. Yug. Uh, Yug. Uh, I think it's probably Yug Serovic. Is it Yug Serovic? Uh, hard to tell because of the lack of. But I think it's possibly Yug Serovic. It could be Yug Kerovic. I I I'm not sure because of the anglicization of your last name. Yug. I'm sorry. Um, in any case, uh, here is. Uh, here is the so there's a nice article that goes through the details and this is the this is the kind of the updated map that looks very similar it holds a lot of similarities uh, it's still it's still cluttered 
but it's but it's an attempt to make it easier to navigate. I, I, this is my favorite. Kind of, it's not really an alternative. This is my favorite um, amateur attempt. Well, it's not really an amateur. It's not an amateur, but it's my favorite attempt to kind of show what what could be done with broadly the same kind of design language, but but kind of making some differences. You see, they've they've uh, downgraded. You know, Yuga's downgraded the uh, the Emirates airline there. It shows. Shows all the other lines on there, so there's some benefits to it. It's gridified it a bit, so it's a bit less squiggly. There, there are some fundamental things that have changed on it that I think are quite smart. The parks look a bit naff. I think they're a bit naff, even though it's kind of a nice touch. But yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're, I think you know. I think this is one of the better. I think this is the best of the fully fully realized alternatives that I've seen. Right. You go through lots of nice stuff. Um, talking about uh, you know pulling. It's kind of kept the 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 legacy aesthetic, so it's familiar. You know, it's got blobs for interchanges. It's uh, it's kind of um, expanded central London a bit. So there's a regular thought. There's kind of you, you, they go through. You know, you go through the logic here of explaining, um, explaining what the kind of what, how to derive an att an attempt to create a new a new system. So that's I find that quite interesting. It's an interesting attempt uh, to show what what can be achieved. Um, yeah, it's just a really interesting little article. I'd recommend. Uh, um, yeah, so there's some cityscape stuff in the parks. Uh, for a bit of intuitive wayfinding, and they've got rid of uh, Yuga's got rid of uh, zone uh, kind of zone shading, which I think is interesting. There's an information hierarchy, and there you go. So there's there's some, some interesting stuff there to kind of go through the the options of that part, that alternative there. Yeah, there's uh, there's Yugoserovich. So that's one of the options. Um, I, I, and to be honest, there are an absolute plethora of options, huge numbers of different options out there. But I think what you do is, firstly, you perhaps do a bit of a design competition. So you get some people to submit alternative design options. And then the winner of that competition um, would then collaborate on a long-term basis to actually get the... Uh, and, and TFL could perhaps enter the competition themselves, you know, with the with with trying to maybe shake up the existing map, but, but be more radical about it. Um but I think you go for a competition, you then go for a rigorous design process. You're not going to get this done overnight because one of the issues, for example, with Yugs uh, that you've got here is um, look at the text. The text size is it, it's it's not perfect. It's smaller. Um, this is this is a, you know this is a key challenge. You know, getting the, getting text sizes right, getting accessibility right is really difficult. Yeah, so um, lots of things to, to worry about there. Um, but I think you know one of the things that might help would be you know doing whether you did it with um, you know my super simplification or whether you just went for the kind of the standard stuff but with the letters I think this could help could help with a different type of map you know so there are some I think that might help but but you know don't get me wrong don't don't misinterpret me this is um, do yeah do not mistake this as any kind of suggestion that a new or substantially modified tube map would be easy to make work uh, or just easy to make I do not think that the team who put this together did so under incredible constraints of like they did not have a budget to redesign the whole thing uh, they didn't have the remit to do that they were remitted to keep it broadly looking the same redesign it uh, to fit everything that's got to be on there they had Thameslink being brought onto it all these things making it incredibly complicated increasing volumes of information that people want to have represented on there it's a real challenge um, so uh, yeah the, the, the real real challenge but uh, yeah, the, the unforeseen consequences are extensive. So this is not a situation where you can move fast and break things. The, the map is it's, it's something that requires a lot of delicacy and care. Um, uh, and uh, but but that's where a competition could be good. You know, send it out for a competition, see what people come back with. If it turns out that that competition doesn't really come back with any better solutions, anything that really works, you know, against a series of of, of specs, you know, write the spec of what they had to have to do with the, with the current map distribute it let people get involved see if anyone can do it better if they can't fine 
the existing map wins wins out still. But uh, but I, I think that's what should be done. I think there should be a there should be a competition to to update it. Indeed, and so. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. This is sorry. I, I, it's only half a disclaimer. Do not mistake this as a suggestion that a newer, substantially modified tube map would be easy to make work. It wouldn't. It absolutely would not. Good grief. As I say, highly complicated issue. Um, me hand waving on Twitter saying I think the map's not very good anymore is one thing. Actually, coming up with a viable alternative is quite another. There's one last thing we need to talk about though, and uh, and and it's gonna. I'm gonna open up for questions. So if you've got questions, chuck them in my direction. The last thing I need to open up is the joy. Uh, you know, okay. All the politics to one side, the lack of the, the of what's happening elsewhere. Fundamentally, everyone across the country should be celebrating uh, Elizabeth. Uh, oh my God, I nearly said Elizabeth Line. Oh my goodness! Everyone across the country should be celebrating Thameslink Two, um, not because it personally benefits them, but because it's brilliant that London's getting great infrastructure. Like, yes, the rest of the UK should be getting this too. But it's, let's not be angry about when it does happen once in a while. The fact is that it needs to be happening everywhere else as well. So there is joy, and I, the person I want to, rep, you know, I think, very nicely represents joy. Uh, tremendously, um, is uh, is Rylan. Oh, my goodness. Who would have known that Rylan, uh, one of the funniest non-comedian people out there, uh, I can't remember who said that, but it was quite a nice quote that nicely represented it. Thanks, Dina, for telling me that that quote existed. Uh, I'm not going to steal your glory on that. But anyway, lots of love for Rylan. Uh, jealous of everyone on the first Elizabeth Line trains today, and yep, I'm a train geek. Massive kiss. Rylan is one of us, folks. Uh, Rylan is one of us. Very, very nice. Uh, Rylan, come and come and come and join us. Come, come on the show uh, and tell us about how much you love trains. It'd be a joy to have you on Real Natter. Um, so yeah, uh, it, it's nice. Everyone, like, I'm gonna go big face. This is good. It's good. You know, having Crossrail is good. It's fantastic. I'm excited to be riding on it. It's great to see you know, new big infrastructure being built in the UK. We just need to do more of it. We need to do much, much more of it. Um, so uh, Joseph June asks. Here we go. Oh, in fact, let's jump up to Richard Smith. Uh, give it time. Uh, Diamond Geezer has pointed out the previous version was itself an improvement on earlier bad maps with subtle improvements over the last major change to fix many issues. Yeah, for sure. Joseph June. Uh, are there examples of the tube map recreated in other cities' map styles? Uh, yeah, there are a few, actually. Um, you can Google them. John Elledge is, is your guy for a lot of this stuff as, as, a, as, a, as a, a London slash map nerd. So there's loads of good fun stuff that you can find. But just Google it. There's loads of fun examples. There's one in the style of a German uh, like U-Bahn map that's, that's a lot of fun. I like that a lot. Blobby Tables. What would you say to the criticism that competitions are unpaid labor? Well, they can be. But ultimately, they're also an opportunity to, for people to do something a bit different, a bit fun that they might not otherwise. Um, they're an opportunity for... And when it comes to big paid consultancies, it's not really free labor. The point is that you, it's a big consultancy doing this. So the people are still getting paid for their time. They just do a project. They'd be on a bid code. So it's not free labor. When I bid for projects, it's not free labor. I'm getting paid to do it. Um, the, the fact is that the, the overheads of that, com com that company pays for it. So it's not free labor. You'd get, it'd be design houses doing it. If an individual wanted to get involved in the competition, great. But I'm not... Individuals are frankly not going to have the resources to compete. Or oh, maybe they will. But I doubt that individuals are going to have the, comp the, the resources to, com to, to create a... Uh, to, to really be viable to enter the competition. You, you, because ultimately they're going to have to have a team that gets involved in this. Um, you know, if someone did, great. But the fact is that it's going to be org it's going to be design houses, you know, uh, architecture firms or, or, or graphic design firms that are going to get involved in a competition like that. So it's not going to be unpaid labour. Um, uh, what else is... Uh, no, I didn't go to visit. I haven't been on it yet. No, uh, I'm going to wait until all, it, all the weirdos like us have stopped travelling on it and it's just normals uh, to actually see what it, it, you know, what, what it actually feels like, how busy it is, how well it's used. Uh, so I've not been on it yet. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, let's see. Oh, bu, 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 bu. 
Where, where are we? Hold on, I've lost. I'm sorry, I'm going down through the chat. Uh, Joseph June, I asked that because another city style could work better. It could could do potentially, yep, yeah, that's certainly a thing. You know, And in the competition, you might have like uh, Berlin's sort of uh, urban transit design house might, might just get involved. You know, why not? That's the sort of thing you might see happen. Um, uh, yeah, there's a website with loads of different map versions. It's it's somewhere, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Ed Fielden, uh, I met so many happy uh, MTR staff yesterday who were just so happy the core section is now in public service. Amazing to see how quickly it's become part of, the, of daily life for commuters. Yeah, um, for Londoners, rather. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, so Peter Hendy posted a, a photo on Twitter, and it was really nice to see, like, just everyone looked bored. Like, they're like, uh, just, like, on their phone. There's, like, there's pictures of people just like this, like... And I love that because that it's just immediately like, okay, all the nerds are gone and it's just people using it as if it had always been there. I love that. I absolutely love that energy. It's so good. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just really nice. Uh, let's see. So did, uh, Matt Reed, complete random question. Uh, what's the Lego behind you two right behind my head? Oh, that would be um, the, uh, the the Lego P-Way design team. Look, it's a Lego P-Way team. At some point, this might end up getting auctioned off. This part of, where, where's it? Come, come, come here. Yeah, there we are. Look, there they are, the the Lego Peeway team. This, they've got their robo tam hand tampers and a and what's probably a, what's let's face it, if it's Peeway, it's probably a lunchbox. But uh, yeah, there we are, robo hand tampers. Uh, this, this, they're, they're all facing the wrong way, apart from that person. Anyway, yeah, there. Uh, who knows what will do with that eventually? Uh, don't worry about it. Um, uh, nice question, Matt Reed. Thanks. Uh, Richard Smith says, uh, da -da -da -da, the copyright issues would be interesting with the competition, unlike something made by an employee like Beck. TFL wouldn't necessarily just own the rights uh, nor get them perpetuity. Uh, Richard, they would, because that would be a fundamental part of the competition. <laughs> that would be the point. You, you, TFL rightly should own what the new thing is, so it would be a collaboration. And that would just be part of the competition. You just state that up front. Uh, Charles Yin, on the tube map, it's miles ahead of what Tokyo has for uh, its metro rail map. Yeah, someone shared the Tokyo one, and it was horrifying. It was so complicated and, and, and expansive and, and scary. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Richard Smith, on the first train, uh, someone... Yes, of course you were on it, Richard. Someone asked, why are all the enthusiasts here and was told it was the first train. How did they not know? Yeah, because they were just getting the train. It was like, oh yeah, it's a train I'm getting. Yeah, it's fine. It's just amazing how how how, how that works. Um, Matt, so you can't buy those Lego P-Way, the Lego P-Way team, but you can do is assemble them uh, at your nearest Lego shop. That's what I'd recommend doing because that's how I made that. Oh, lots of questions, lots of thoughts. Oh, it's five past eight already. Everyone, uh, I think that's quite enough of me waffling, uh, to be honest. Uh, but uh, the most important thing is that it's great that Crossrail is open. That, that's the kind of the takeaway I want, I want to go here. So, oh, this, uh, I know it keeps being a little late. Sorry, everyone, but it does get uploaded. Uh, this one hopefully will be a little sooner to upload than the previous one. But um, I, I know at least I am up to date. This is, of course, available on podcasting all podcasting platforms in theory uh if it, if it breaks shout at me but uh yeah thanks to all our audio only listeners hi folks um the patreon to keep this happening uh, you can you can throw a penny or two at me on a regular basis um uh thanks to seriously thanks to all of you who do this because it's it's not exactly the easiest of times but it just it does enable me to sort of justify my time that i dedicate to it because it's you know I'd, this is not my day job i'm a my day job is i'm a nine to five you know railway design engineer and so i do this in my in my own time sacrificing the time that i would otherwise be spending with my lovely wife or kind of hanging out with other people or you know so um so the fact that it does provide a little bit of additional income helps justify that and uh so uh thanks to all of you. you the patreon supporters make it all happen so say thanks to the patreon supporters everyone but also you, you can be one if you like patreon.com slash Dennis. um there are some treats by the way coming up i'll uh, tease those momentarily uh, you can get merchandise at masket.co.uk uh, you can get a we need to abolish the treasury mug you can get a face mask uh covid's not over so yeah the face masks are definitely still worth buying uh what else is going on here 
let's see. PayPal.me slash Gareth Dennis to throw loose change and abuse at me if you wish. And uh, the Discord server, where all this lovely chat has been happening. Disc- uh, Gareth slash Discord. Um, hello, everyone in the Discord server. Oh, uh, two things that have already gone up uh, is the recap, two two episodes of recap uh, for the Archipelago series. If you don't know what that is, watch the recaps, particularly watch the uh, quick recap. Th- this one's about six minutes long and it's fun and hopefully you might know what's good. It'll help you explain what's going on. Um, watch that one, then watch the episode run through, which is a bit more uh, me getting carried away and just like throwing up the thumbnails from each episode and talking through what happened. That's more of a, like a reference if you want to know what's happened to a particular ep- in a particular episode. Like it's not particularly riveting, I'll freely admit, but just have it in the background and you can sort of remind yourself what happens in each episode but the, the best one the one that i'm proud of is the a quick recap which is quite fun and it has fun graphics so uh, go watch that and oh, 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 the next actual episode the relaunch will be happening uh soon it's coming soon folks uh i can't confirm the date quite yet but it's coming very soon it's gonna be on besquicklehausen's channel which is cool uh jay hopefully will be joining us uh, and, and having a chat um and but that's not the first thing that'll be happening because if you are a patreon supporter i will be opening the save in the newly updated transport fever 2 at some point over the next couple of weeks uh, i'll announce that on the on, on the on the patreon only channels in the discord um and on patreon.com uh, but yeah you can you, you can watch so it'll be a kind of a 55.5 uh, in terms of episode numbering, for us to go in and uh, it'll just be through Discord, so it won't be anything fancy. But it will open up the we'll 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 open up the game, we'll open up the save, and we'll see if it works. And if it doesn't, uh, you'll see me sobbing uh, in stream, which should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm a, Robin. I'm also very excited about the fact that the Archipelago series is back. I'm very very excited about it. Uh, Tom is asking where we can get my color scheme. Uh, I'll put it on Twitter, uh, but also I'll drop the image. Tom, I'll drop the image onto uh, onto the Discord. Yeah, for sure. Just probably uh next week oh yeah that's coming soon so next week's um next week's episode this is a very exciting one i possibly a pre-record not 100 percent yet but um hopefully this will be fun because we're revisit given it all went very viral um uh, for some strange reason uh with lots of local news sites deciding to repost everywhere which was fun you know and um, i'm gonna do a, a, another episode on the, the drilling down straight into um the new north south mainline for wales uh, there are going to be maps there are going to be timings. There are going to be costings. Uh, all the good, juicy stuff that you'd hope from a good crayon episode. So this is kind of a bit like the Crayon Easter kind of extension episode. Uh, but we're kind of based on our on our network uh, growth uh, episode that we did, which was, I think, episode 80, was 85. Or, I can't remember when it was. But uh, it was the episode where we looked at what the Welsh Railway Network should look like. Well, this isn't going to be expansion of that episode. So uh, tune in for that one with all your thoughts questions and and so on um uh yeah that that's gonna be a lot of fun and there might be some interesting follow-up press pieces around it as well so yes uh i'm looking forward to that one that should be good fun everyone uh yeah thanks thanks everyone for joining um yeah here be dragons indeed deirdre absolutely um it's it's a it's a fun one it's a fun lines and lines and lines and lines and lines lots of lines lots and lots of lines um uh, yeah i'm looking forward to that one a lot um everyone uh Thanks to everyone who joined. Uh, yeah, hit like and, sub- and do subscribe. I'm, all, I'm desperately approaching the 10,000 mark. So if everyone who watches is new, if you want to just like... I, I never say like and subscribe because it annoys me and it's like a trope, isn't it? But actually, if you could hit 10k subscribers, that'd be quite good. I'd quite like to do that because that's like a, a bit of a a bit of like a, a barrier, I think. When people say when you hit 10k, the algorithm starts doing things. It'd be nice to have some more friends joining us for our real matters. In any case, um, chums, I will see you next week. Uh, I'll see all of you in the Discord sooner, I'm sure. Uh, Have a lovely weekend. Take good care of yourselves, everyone. Cheerio! Cheerio!